Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Today's topic is Feel Your Feelings. I hope you did your homework last week as we were dealing with releasing, mourning, releasing our losses. And now this week we want to change our focus to feel your feelings. But just before we get into it, I want to thank all of you who have been sending in the emails requesting topics that you would like covered, as well as sharing with me your process on the journey. If you have not emailed yet, the email address is homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much in advance. Those of you who will write and share, I appreciate you being on the journey with us. So as we talk about the journey back home, we want to get into that honest space that often when we are disconnected from ourselves, a large part of that is being disconnected from our feelings. And so with stress and with trauma, with how we were raised and cultural rules and religious rules, many of us become emotionally shut down. We become numb and not only do we give surface answers when people say, how are you? And we automatically say, fine. It's not just that we at times lie to other people. Sometimes we are disconnected from the truth of our feelings, even within ourselves. Why is it that we would be disconnected from how we feel? Some people have come to the conclusion that feelings are dangerous, that feelings can be a setup for disappointment, or when you have seen people lose themselves in anger, then you may say, anger is dangerous, so I never want to feel anger. Or some of us are afraid of disappointment, and so we never really allow ourselves to feel happiness or joy. And so the fear of the consequences, the fear of the behaviors, the fear of loss can cause us to shut down our emotions. Not only that, many of us were raised, and in psychology, we call it socialization. What you were taught about how you are supposed to be, whether that's related to your age, your gender, your race, we get messages that often tell us that our feelings are unacceptable. Some of us grew up being called too sensitive. Some of uh, uh, the men and boys who are, who are listening were told that certain emotions were too feminine and they couldn't have those emotions. Or some women, on the other hand, or girls were told that some emotions were acceptable for boys or men, but not acceptable for you. For people of color, showing particular emotions in public uh, many times people will respond in a more negative way that we are uh, really dehumanized in that way. There is a, an attempt to shut down 
and silence our feelings. And so when we get those messages, both directly and indirectly, it can cause us to disconnect. And sometimes we are aware of it and we are purposely trying to uh, mask our emotions. And other times we are actually unaware. When you grew up with those messages so consistently, it may be automatic for you. So the emotion doesn't even register before you get to that place of denial. And so whether it was uh, your socialization from family, from the media, from school, whether it was seeing uh, some people's emotions uh, create difficulty for them. And a third one is when we have overwhelming experiences of trauma. And so trauma, extreme stress, uh, can cause you to feel so hopeless, uh, so powerless, such a sense of confusion that uh, when it is prolonged over time, the body is physically not capable of sustaining that level of uh, vigilance, uh, that level of terror for an extended amount of time. And so it's as if you reach your capacity and now uh, nothing phases you, or it would seem nothing phases you. So that's when we get to that place of always saying, I'm good. Um, it doesn't matter. That's a big one, especially in counseling teenagers. You know, when you raise certain issues, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, ma it doesn't mean anything to me. So that is our way um, of trying to protect ourselves. But what is the cost of being uh, disconnected from your feelings? What is uh, the danger of the disconnection? When we are disconnected from ourselves, it causes us to neglect ourselves. How can I attend to my needs when I don't even know what I need? How can I respond to the fact that I am afraid if I am disconnected from my internal alarm. Some call it discernment, uh, some call it intuition, but when I have learned to doubt myself, to dilute myself, to mute myself, then even when there is in the distance an alarm ringing in my spirit, I don't tune into it. And so that can be very costly. It can cost us in intimate relationships and friendships because often uh, when we are disconnected from ourselves, we go to two different extremes. Either we are super connected with other people or we also have difficulty connecting with people. So those who are super connected with people have adopted that survival strategy of people pleasing. And if you grew up in a situation where uh, you were raised by persons dealing with addiction or people who were abusive or a narcissistic parent, then for your survival, you had to learn how to read people's mood. You had to learn to anticipate uh, what they wanted, what they needed before uh, there was a consequence. And so when you have grown up like that or been in a long-term relationship with someone like that, you 
uh, are disconnected from yourself, you feel like I'm strong or I don't need anything or I'm going to be okay, but this person has to be the priority because if they're not happy, then everything will be a disaster. So you may find uh, that you have great emotional intelligence, we call it, uh, in terms of reading other people but very low emotional intelligence when it comes to an awareness of yourself. And that uh, place of disconnection, socially it may cause you to win, but personally, psychologically, spiritually, and emotionally, it causes you to lose. And so uh, not only do we sometimes disconnect from our feelings and become super connected to what everybody else needs and everybody else wants, but the opposite can also happen. Some of us who are disconnected from our feelings are also uh, having difficulty connecting with other people's feelings. Uh, that situation is often we expect other people to be like us. So if something doesn't bother you, then it's surprising if it bothers someone else. Or if uh, something is outrageous to you, then we expect it to be outrageous for someone else. Um, and so we have difficulty uh, really reading people and it costs us socially and it can also cost us psychologically uh, because there is a way of going through life uh, in a very robotic fashion where we're disconnected and we expect other people to be disconnected or we expect other people to read our minds, uh, which all of us who have lived over the age of 10 will be able to tell you it doesn't work uh, because we are all unique beings and in relationships and in friendships, uh, we did not grow up identically. We don't have the same personality. And so we come uh, with our stuff. So that uh, disconnection from emotions uh, can create a blinder. Uh, it can create a blinder in terms of not being able to see us. And it also can take uh, create a blinder in terms of our ability, our capacity to relate to other people. So I want you to think about the last person, and it may be someone even today, the last person who said to you, how are you? And think about what you gave as your answer. And then I want you to think about how true is your answer. And before we start rationalizing and justifying of, you know, well, basically I'm fine because blah, blah, blah. Perhaps it is a part of the answer, uh, but there is a fuller answer. Now, the reality is uh, some of us are aware that when people ask, not everybody wants the full answer. So it becomes a social script to say, I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Right. Uh, but I wonder if you can take this moment to check in with yourself. It's not about a social script. It's not about what other people want to hear because the reality is some people are not comfortable with our feelings and our emotions and they let us know it. Uh, some of you may have been in relationships where if you cried, 
uh, it was a problem or uh, it was ignored um, or you may have been in circumstances that when you shared your sadness um, or your depression that people were impatient and just wanted you to get over it um, or if you shared your hurt that there wasn't space for it. So I do understand uh, that our disconnection does not begin and end with us, that there have been uh, not only socialization, but some reinforcements that have kept us disconnected. Some of us work in jobs where people could care less how you're doing. Uh, you may be in families where people could really care less how you're feeling. Uh, you may have quote unquote friends that are one-sided where there is not a concern for how you are doing. But I want us to start from that place of honesty with ourselves. That it's not about other people's capacity to hear me. It's not about other people's judgment about my feelings. But I want to tell myself the truth. How am I doing really on this day, in this moment, sitting where I'm sitting or laying down? How do I feel? And I want to help you that we often discover in therapy that many of us don't know what feelings are. Sometimes we'll ask people how they feel and they will start sharing a thought. Uh, so we can get caught up in our, th well, I think that this person doesn't like me, or I think I'm about to lose my job, or I think I don't have enough money to cover my bills, or I think uh, our government is having major issues. So those are all important thoughts, but it doesn't get at the feeling. So I want you uh, to, in some ways, get out of your head and drop into your heart drop into your body. When I say drop into it, I mean uh, connect with it, to connect with how you feel. So I want to share with you some emotions so you can get a sense of what I mean when we talk about feelings and why we sometimes don't allow ourselves to feel them. So uh, sometimes we feel anxious and if you are in certain circumstances, uh, it's not okay to show your anxiety, right? Socially or culturally, um, you're supposed to always look confident, right? Um, and so we can live on stage. We can get to the place where we don't even know we're feeling anxious, but it's showing up in various ways. It can show up uh, in hair loss. It can show up in self-harming behaviors. It can show up uh, in grinding our teeth at night. It can show up uh, in pacing, in sweating. It can show up with losing our train of thought. Uh, it can show up by constantly feeling overwhelmed. And you may say, I just have a lot on my plate, but sometimes it's not just what is before us in terms of a to-do list, but our emotional bodily response to what is before us. And so tuning into if there is any anxiety in your body, if you hold yourself tightly, 
And what is the root of that? What has been driving your anxiety and how does your anxiety show up? Does it show up with eating, chewing gum, smoking cigarettes, uh, needing another drink to quote unquote calm your nerves? How does your anxiety show up and how do you know uh, when you're feeling anxious? And in what current circumstances in your life is your anxiety, that feeling of anxiety more triggered? Becoming aware of how you feel is a wealth of wisdom. There is intelligence and connection in knowing how you feel. For example, if someone um, is supposedly a friend or a love partner, romantic partner, why would it be that you feel more anxious around them than when you're by yourself or with other people? Right? You want to tune into that. And I'm not talking about excitement like, oh, yay, I'm going to get to see them today. But if you're actually feeling anxious in their presence, that's important information. Yes. Not only anxiety. Uh, another important one we've mentioned on this podcast, we mentioned it in passing for Check Your Circle, is boredom. Boredom. Tell yourself the truth if you're bored with your life. I said in an earlier podcast, you're too gifted to be bored. And sometimes we tune out of the boredom because we say, I just have to pay my bills. But uh, I would like you to consider a way to have a fulfilling life, an inspired life, and try to cover those bills. I want you to consider, is it possible that I do not have to spend decades of my life bored. So whether that means a different career or in my off time, being able to cultivate a life that is pleasing to me. So really check in with yourself now in the way your life and your time is currently arranged. How much of your time are you bored? How much of your time Uh, Do you feel unfulfilled because you are not tuned in to you? You're on automatic, um, but you are living beneath your possibility. Another uh, feeling is envy. Envy. And, uh, you know, this has gotten a really... Bad rap. We talk a lot about, you know, people being uh, envious or jealous. Um, And I want to uh, offer to you that when you feel that feeling, uh, it is information for you about what you feel is an area of lack. And is that a possibility for you? So it's not Um, that I don't want other people to have something that is enjoyable. But if I see that and there is a part of me or could be a large part of me or all of me who would like an aspect of that for my life to think about, am I organizing my life in such a way where that is possible? And if that is not in the realm of possibility for me, 
giving myself permission and space to grieve it. So in that area, I think about people, for example, um, who would like to have children and um, either haven't found a partner or uh, because of medical reasons uh, that has not happened for them um, or continuously having uh, miscarriages. So it is not for us uh, to judge uh, that feeling when it comes up of seeing someone else with their child, right? But to really be aware of what we feel um, is missing for us and to either say, if I have to get in a place of grieving and accepting that that's not a part um, of my life story and so how, um, how do I want to shape my life uh, with that reality or uh, if it is a possibility for me, um, how do I want to align my life uh, in such a way that that can be manifested for me? Yes. So when you feel those feelings, uh, oftentimes we get in this place of judgment. And can I tell you, self-judgment doubles your problems. So like you already have what some people call a negative emotion. And now I have a judgment of, toward myself for feeling what I feel, right? So I'm sad, but I'm mad at myself for being sad because I should be grateful because we're supposed to be blessed, right? Um, I'm fearful, but now I'm mad at myself because I shouldn't be afraid. Um, I'm envious, but now I'm mad at myself for being envious. So we are heaping luggage on our own shoulders. So in mindfulness, uh, one of the things that we learn is uh, self-awareness without judgment or without condemnation. So I can become aware of what I feel without beating myself up about it. Another feeling I want you to uh, tune into that we often don't talk about uh, in psychology, and I'm smiling, you all can't see me, but is joy, is joy. So some of us can connect with the despair. We can connect with the resentment. We can connect with our rage or we can connect with our uh, sadness. But I want to offer to you joy and not in the way um, of saying like, oh, joy is just a decision and just be happy with no matter what. But I want to offer to you that sometimes we are so braced for disaster that when we have those seasons, however short they may be, where things are okay, where things are actually good, that we don't even get to enjoy it. Some of us grew up with such stress and trauma that we are constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. So if someone is nice, then we're trying to figure out what's the trick. Or if we got a raise, then, you know, uh, it's probably not going to last. Or I wonder if someone else got more. Uh, or um, if we're around a good of, uh, group of people who seem positive, then we think like, oh, they must be fake. I hate fake people. <laughs> I want you to give yourself a break. Give yourself permission. It doesn't have to be forced. So I'm not talking about when people say, oh, you should just smile or, you know, pretending to be happy for other people, but giving ourselves space to take in 
the good moments, to take in the joyful moments, to allow yourself to laugh. And I want to say that in particular in this moment, for those who have experienced grief and loss, uh, sometimes when you've experienced grief and loss, we can think um, as an acknowledgement to that person who we lost and to the pain um, that we can start feeling guilty for living again or feeling guilty for having joy and really having the space for the fullness of our humanity, that we are not robots, but that there can be space uh, not only for our grief and mourning or for our anger, but also space for our joy. When was the last time you laughed for real? When was the last time uh, that you smiled? And do you know there's a physiological reaction that when we smile or when we laugh, uh, what is released in us is so uh, monumental, it is therapeutic. It really is medicine for the soul. So you want to think about cultivating joy. Cultivating joy is about spending time doing things or being with people uh, that evoke more of my joy uh, than my stress, right? So being uh, selective about what you do, you know, time is limited. So what do you do uh, to cultivate joy in your life? Not only that, I want us to give space for the other side um, of that, which can be anger. And uh, some of us grew up where anger was never acceptable, um, especially for a child, right? A child is not supposed to ever look mad, even though some terrible things have happened. Uh, and so... Uh, and then some people often get into this like Zen uh, mindset where, you know, nothing should ever bother you. And if something bothers you, you're not emotionally well. And I want to offer you a different perspective. I want to offer you the perspective that some things are outrageous. Some things are outrageous. And to give ourselves the human permission to feel what we feel. And uh, it's about what I do with that anger that makes the difference. So there's something called constructive anger and destructive anger. Constructive anger is when um, I am so upset about this circumstance that it motivates me to do something to either prevent that from happening to someone else or um, to seek justice or to make things better, right? Um, destructive anger is when I let the anger cause me uh, to do things to hurt myself or to bring harm to other people or pets or property. Um, and so then it has created more damage in me and in the world. Um, and so what is the last thing that you were angry about, upset about, and what did you do with that? Were you able to put it into words uh, and express it? First of all, did you acknowledge it to yourself, right? And then one of the things I was helping a client with recently is coming up with a scale. Um, 
of, of offense, right? When someone uh, disrespects me, let me put it this way, not everything is a level 10. So uh, some of us go from zero to 10 uh, very quickly and over things that may not be that severe, right? So I want, I invite you to when things happen, to put them on the scale, right? And it's for you to be aware within yourself, if I'm giving everything a level 10 response, maybe I need to assess it again, right? So some things are irritating, some things are frustrating, some things are disturbing, uh, some things are upsetting, uh, and then some things are uh, outrageous, yes? Uh, and so for us to start to have a range of feelings and then with the range of feelings to think about how uh, do I want to express or release or channel those feelings. Another uh, emotion that I want us to uh, tune in to for ourselves uh, is desire desire what do you want and when we are not tuned in to what we want uh, and that feeling of desire for something then we will accept anything let me say it again when you are disconnected from the feeling of desire you don't really know what you want and so when I don't know what I want or who I want then I let other things or other people choose for me because I have no idea so we have to tap into that place of desire when I tap into my place of desire then I actually have a sense of what will be fulfilling. And when I am unfulfilled or the desire is not met, then I can make some more decisions about now what do I want to do with that, right? That the reality is I don't have a desire for this life I have created. Now what do I want to do with that, right? So becoming aware and coming home to ourselves is really about a big piece of it. Acknowledging our feelings without judgment, without condemnation, but as information. My feelings tell me something about me. And if I don't know me, then I will be set up to live an inauthentic life. If I don't know me, I will also uh, not be aware of some places I can't go. Can I tell you this? Some people uh, can be in certain circumstances or around certain people and it doesn't have any effect on them. But all of us are unique and different and so some spaces that it's okay for you to operate in may not be okay for me to operate in. And the only way I'll know that is if I don't measure my life by you, 
but by me. I have to be tuned in to me. So despite uh, the messages you may have received from fake friends, deceptive partners, despite the messages you may have received from family or media who had an idea of how they wanted you to be so they could be comfortable, despite of the times in the past where you were told you're too much or you feel too much or nobody cares, despite all those things, I want you to know your feelings matter. Your feelings are not the whole story, but they are a part of it. Your feelings are not the sum total of who you are, but they are a part of it. And so because you matter, and because we are human beings, your feelings matter as well. So I want to give you your homework for this week. This week, at least five times, I want you to tell someone how you're doing for real. At least five times. I want you to not just say fine or I'm good, right? Not fine, not good. I want you, it may even require a sentence or two to say how you are feeling. And if no one asks how you're doing, uh, if there is someone you feel comfortable or safe sharing with, I invite you to initiate the conversation and share with them how you're feeling. And if there's no one you feel safe or comfortable sharing that with, I invite you to journal it, to write down five times this week how am I feeling? What am I feeling? What am I feeling for real? For real. Because it matters. So after all that you have endured, after everything you've come through, I invite your soul to tell your mind, body, heart, and spirit, welcome home. Mm-hmm.